Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Recapic Podcast. That it is. Boom. All the time, every time. Hi, Wednesday. How are you? Humping. I think Wednesday's humping. Where'd that word come from, anyway? Humping? Yeah. Pretty sure it's like a, I think it's a design, it's a movement. It is? Mm -hmm. I thought it was camel related. I think that, I think the camel came after the movement. One of my favorite. I think people were humping and then the camel was invented. It's one of my favorite uh, jokes is the, that's where unleaded and leaded gasoline came from. Mm. Is it the two hump camels? That's unleaded. One hump is leaded. Can we we edit that part? I was a kid. I was like, (laughs) what? I don't know. That's just, I'm just saying that's a memory. You can't. Have you can't be on your B game tonight. Sorry, we literally have a lister. I know in on mic, I'm in the studio live, and I mean, the real deal. Somebody we've talked about since the inception, Inception. the inception. We say conception of this podcast that goes back to humping. No, not with you back it before the conception of this, even maybe. So, you, I understand if you're a little bit off, you're a little bit nervous. I am, I'm nervous. You guys have worked Some together a long time. Long time. We have a lot of history. We do. We have a lot of history. So not that kind of history. A little different history. I'm gonna let you do the intro today. You you intro. Um, her. You give her give her something dirty that you uh, something you know that, that this will get her off her game right from the get go. Well, somebody with enough courage that she will jump out of a three man raft <laughs> into a two person boat to double her salary. An opportunist. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I present Kate McGuire. Where's the sound effect? God, God, we, just talked about. Oh we, just, God. we just talked about it. I was... Oh. Let me try it again. Do it again. Okay, yeah. okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, may I present Kate McGuire. Oh, yeah, that was like way better. That was a lot better. That was way better. We should do that every time instead yeah. of you yelling at me and pointing at me. Well, I could throw something. <laughs> I don't know. You're not that far away. Kate, Six feet. thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, wow. lowering your standards. Oh, stop. Significantly. <laughs> Significantly. Come on here. I'm sure you probably lost some sort of bet with Jody over the yeah, last hundred years that you guys worked together. This, and, is, uh, and this, this is, is how the bet went. So she has a garage sale every year. I'm totally making this up. I was going to say. It's she only has her garage, second year. Yeah. She has a garage sale every year with a bunch of her girlfriends, and they they drink a lot during this garage sale, which is great. If you're showing up late, you can get some great bargains. Really good deals. but And maybe some dates. She Well, I tried, but <laughs> that did not work out. <laughs> do you want to go there? Nope. <laughs> nope. Right, we do not want to go there. Because I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. never mind. Anyway, uh, she was going to go out later on that night for a girl's night. And I was like, no, she's not. She's not going to make it. She's going to. She's not gonna make it. I'm gonna pull she's, Kate McGuire. And, she's yeah, going too hard it. right now. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Yeah. And uh turns out 4 30 was bedtime. <laughs> really? PM. Oh, I was gonna say 4 30 in the morning. That's pretty no. good. That's partying no. hard, really. Nope. She never got that far. And so that's mm. the imaginary bet that I won, and so she's on. I wow. am flattered to be here. I'm glad you're flattered. Yeah. I love this. I love being back in front of the microphone. It's been that. a hot second. It's been a hot second or two. Yeah, yeah. I miss it. I love it. Well, you were good at it. Oh, thanks. Jerk. Oh, st- <laughs> I mean that with the utmost love I and respect. I can feel none of that over here. That is not accurate. No love. 
It's plenty of love. So everyone knows that's listening to this in our local Boise area and, mm-hmm. and southern Idaho, for that matter. Knows mm-hmm. Kate from Mike and Kate in the morning and number one morning show for how ever many, a long, long time. Long time, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but really, let's go back a little bit before we'll work our way into that because everybody knows that Kate. Because if you listened, you got to hear pretty much all. I kind of feel like I'm like, oh, let me tell you a little bit about Kate because I listened <laughs> to the morning show, so I know all this stuff about her. There's a lot. Yeah. It so, and I'm sure I can only imagine what's not you know in that three or four hour period there, but, uh, take us back a little bit. Like how, how, you know, where, where did you start? We don't need to know about the, your parents doing it part, the conception like, part, after, the humping part. We don't need to know about after that. that part, kind of where'd you grow up? How'd you come into this? How'd you get to that? And then, uh, we'll move into from that pivot. To Chapter where you went. two. Yeah. Chapter the Kate two. McGuire story. So this is the prequel. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Once uh, upon let's a time. See. I'm from Colorado. Go Rams. Oh, go Broncos. Yeah, I've got to throw in my teams in there. Uh, grew up in Colorado and uh, successfully graduated from high school, and I wanted to be an author. I wanted to write. I loved to write. I was going to write the great American novel. So I went off to college at Colorado State, and uh, my advisor was like, yeah, you can't just graduate and write a novel. Like, how are you going to pay the bills? You <laughs> Lame. I don't think you understood how good student. this novel yeah. is. Yeah, I was like, no, this is the great American What's novel. What's that Pulitzer something, rather? Yeah. I was Sign like, me up. I have a lot of stories to tell. I grew up in a dysfunctional family. Like, I have so much <laughs> and to share Irish, with you. And she's Irish, and she's Catholic. Catholic, Irish, dysfunction. I mean, all of it. Middle child. I mean, the story is really just. I'll buy the book itself. right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's that good. Presale. My advisor did not buy it, so <laughs> then I was advised to work at the campus newspaper, and so I went and wrote stories about news, and that was so boring to me. <laughs> and I'm like, but wait, I can't put any of my flair into these stories. Oh, Apparently, yeah. facts are really important when you work for a newspaper. Used not be. these days. Used not these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, totally changed. Degree in. Uh, journalism and then I moved over to campus television and I started editing film and I loved that part of it like film 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 wow. yeah so I started doing some editing and then they're like no you need to be on camera and I was like ugh, does that mean where I have to report the news like I really just not want to do anything with the news um, and then one day our campus flooded the big Thompson River north <gasps> of Fort Collins flooded That's right and our campus was destroyed and so when we came back to school in the fall we had a trailer for our campus television and we shared it with the campus radio station and so mm-hmm. one day I was in an editing studio and a guy walked over and said hey my co-host didn't show up today because we're college students and he Shocker. was like can you sit in and here I'll I, buy you some ramen yeah come on seriously over. <laughs> two bags of ramen <laughs> it's I'm in two dollar okay. iced teas today night long island uh, but anyways so i sat in on uh, a show and then i was like wait i can tell my stories i don't have to write them i can tell them and i was hooked and loved it and that summer i had already applied for an internship at entertainment tonight in hollywood with mary wow. hart good call back you're welcome i got the internship packed up my little toyota truck and off to la i went for a summer, and I hated it from the because again, it's like reporting. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes the slow learners. Yeah, I. But it's, it's it was an, it was a great experience. It was a great fork experience. in this light socket again. Maybe it won't. What about a spoon? <laughs> Would you hand me that butter knife? <laughs> Just curious. 
And so I was like, but you know what? Entertainment Tonight looks great on a resume because everyone stops mm. and asks you about working at Entertainment Tonight. So mm. finished out the summer, came home, and then I was totally focused on radio broadcasts. So, um, and, and that douchebag boyfriend you had. Oh, gosh. I remember that Ugh. guy. And, uh, this is like 2000-ish. <laughs> oh, God bless you. 2000? I graduated from college in 99. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. I'm getting there. I haven't got to Boise just yet. Not yet. Oh. Yeah. So anyways, uh, all my teachers and advisors, we, we had to pick our focus. And of the broadcast journalism students, there were two of us that picked radio. And they were like, everyone kept advising us, don't. Yeah, no. like, don't. <laughs> what are you doing? No one makes money in radio, let alone women do not make money in radio. Do not do it. Like, see these people that are going to be on TV and they're going to be reporters. And I'm like, ugh. You know, the news. <laughs> I just don't like the news. Overrated. So uh picked radio, stuck with it, moved to a tiny, tiny town outside of Steamboat Springs, Colorado to get my start. What's it called? Um, I go up there all the time, so I just want Craig, Colorado. Craig, okay. oh, yeah. that's right. Craig. Got, got my start in Craig, Colorado in a radio station that was in the mall, and it had glass windows. So all the mm. early morning mall walkers oh. would watch us do our show. Mm. And I did the morning show. I did the afternoon show. I think I cleaned the bathrooms. I waited tables at night, yes. all to make eleven thousand dollars my first year. What'd you radio. do with all that money? I know. What? Rolling. But I loved. Being an introducer is a millionaire too. Yeah. Yep. But I loved radio that much that I was like, nope, I'm sticking with it. We're and doing I that payroll it. in trade. Yeah, did exactly. You, <laughs> did you do? Did you uh, switch up the names for different? Like when you were doing different radio. Or were you always the same name on the like Jody would go to like you, oh, you had your yeah. different names. Oh my god, I had a no, nope, I was always Kate McGuire. I was I'd whore. hear him and I'm like and I'm like, oh there's Jody in there. That was like, before oh, no, you got to the market. I did get to do swap shop on the AM radio station. Oh, yeah. And I really feel like that was what vaulted my career to just Boise. Go Catherine? Nope, it was always just Kate McGuire. I remember where um so I'd only used my first name in college. And then I had, I started getting a flood of prison letters. Yeah. And then my that? advisor was like, you've got to throw your last name out there. And for, he was like, for safety purposes. And then I'm like, this that really doesn't feel sense. any Seems safer and anti. a lot less safe. Yeah. But so that's when I started. So I did just go by Kate, but then I put my full name out there. Kind of like where. Oprah. Yes. Single name. I was just like, you know, there's only here's a here, Here's just a left turn, different question that I wonder. It, what do you think being in radio, how many people are using their, their real name versus a uh, most of them don't recall like a stage name Yeah, most of them don't most of them it, it was big names. like 80s radio no one no used one did, yeah. their real name i'm yes. trying to think of even yeah. most of the local guys around here there's only paul one. j paul j and he's one of the only ones i can think of i can think of three spencer oh yeah spencer used his real name casper there's casper yeah yeah that's about it so. and everybody else makes one up most, is yeah. what I'm saying? yeah so the rest are all made up names God, that'd be cool to just make up a name. Yeah, I went by Jody Stewart. I should have made up a name for this podcast. I didn't think about that. We can do it now. No, actually, to me, I probably... How about steal I'm my sure. limelight? I'm in front of the mic. Wait I don't want to see her and listen to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think we should call you Chaz. <laughs> oh, I don't think after, we can do that right after, now. After, after the guy in think, Seattle. I don't think we can do that now. <laughs> you can't. From now on, that name's taken. Oh. I was going to say, I picture Cher's son. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's... You yeah. can't be Chaz. Yeah, you kind of do look like him or... I kind of do look like him. A little bit. Her. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, That's, I don't see Anyways. It. Okay, so. So anyways. You're in Small Craig. Town Radio. Hey, Craig. 
And then Can I, borrow your I started upgrade? putting out resumes all across the country. I'd put my two years in, and I was going to be the female Howard Stern. Going to be somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go to New York or L.A., Austin or Chicago. I had or... it all picked out. And on my way, I know I needed another stop. Yeah. So one of the places that called me was Boise, Idaho. And my mom gave me the best advice ever, and she was like, stay west. Because I had a lot of job offers back mm. east, and she was like, "You're a I Western will, girl. You I will grew concur up in Colorado. With that good yep. advice." So I came to Boise, brokenhearted. I uh, just literally broken up with the love of my life, and I remember this. I, I heard about that. Came bad. up here and uh, did my interview, and I think five days later, I lived here, and yeah. I've never left, and I loved it. So yeah, and here was it I always am. the same. Were you same station the whole time? Uh, well, you, so we started at ninety three point one. Okay. That's where I interviewed with with that company, and then at the time was one of the dominant stations. It in was, the yep. And then there were three of us. There were for a short time, <laughs> and, and then Mike and I jumped ship to the two man boat and left Jody. Yeah. So later skater. What would have yeah. been awesome is to, I did try to know that before we went into the meeting to announce that they were leaving. Okay, that was really bad. <laughs> Your face. I will. You were gonna cry. You were so. I could. It was like. Oh. I just shit. want you to know. I just read it on your face. I was like, oh, they're leaving. You bastards. So I was 24, and mm. new to radio, and my radio mentor in Boise was not the best beacon of light <laughs> in guiding me well, through I, that I, moment. Unless you're I'm talking like, about opportunities. I'm like, don't you think we should tell him he's on our show? He's like, no, don't tell anyone. No. He's like, it, it could kibosh the deal. And then we're here we are sitting. That was a bad. Let's move on to something. No, this positive. is good. This it, is it good. Is, but it's, uh, no, I actually, this is, there's there's a reason that I'm bringing this up because it actually ties into, watch this segue. You ready for this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So had those two not vacated the spot at Magic 93.1, I wouldn't have been scratching my head going, well, shit, what am I going to do? I wouldn't have been able to put myself in a position to take over as the production director of Citadel Communications Boise. I did push you into that and career. Yeah, you're welcome. See, you're welcome. <laughs> so, But the point of that is I did a slight pivot into something that I enjoyed and discovered something that I was really good at. So, Best production director for, in town. For me... There's opportunities, this is the lesson out of this, that there are times where, you know what, you don't know all the circumstances, hold things with an open hand. There was never a moment where I was legitimately pissed at you guys. Because I, I get it. I understand how the system works. It's just a system, and you there are kind of some unwritten rules about it, and Casper was right. Would I get over it? Absolutely. And you did. Yeah. So, But it, it, it provided an opportunity for you guys to go to a different radio station and to really do very very well it provided me an opportunity to go discover a slightly different skill set and get me off of the on-air side of it and into a little bit more of the management and more of the of the production end of it which served me incredibly well over the next god 20 16, 20, 20 years, years. Yeah. yeah long yeah. time so yeah it's a different i mean that's kind of a different i mean you obviously had you did it with yours by just moving into a different part of the radio right. business but like you get, could you imagine, like, I mean, you and you're on, you're on mic in front of everybody all the time, right? Yeah. So like, that's kind of, and I mean, and you, the one really cool thing that I really liked about listening to you is like, I, you, you were pretty open about it, even on mic, on, on air. You said, you're like, this, this is not easy. Like, even your dating life, from oh, your, yeah. like everything. You talked about everything. And that was what I think made you so endearing to everybody that listened in the morning was the fact that it wasn't a joke. Like, you weren't setting something up every time. You know, it was real. Like, and you were talking about that. And so, like, for you, everything was 
literally your whole life when you're on the mic like that. And I mean, from such an early age, yeah. your whole well, life is in front of everybody's and, face. I mean, I experienced it slightly and I, and, and I don't even know if you remember this, but it was, you were still, so you were filling in mm-hmm. when we were started at GFY. Cause it was yeah. a GF, it was your first year at GFY and you yeah. talked about GFY on the radio and it freaking made my ass pucker like that. Cause You're I welcome. thought, Oh shit, he's going to talk about something. And he did, but he did it in a beautiful way, how he worked his way around it. But there's a skill to it. There is a, and there's I don't a total think a lot of people pick up on it. Mm-mm. The people that don't know you don't pick up on it, but the people in your bubble realize that you can tell a story and like the perception for me was always that I was bad mouthing every guy I ever went out with. I never told a story about them. It was about what happened to me right. while out with someone. But I wasn't specifically ever talking about them. But it it is a skill to be able to tell that story and not shame the people that are with you because then no one wants <laughs> you to want hang you to, out with especially you. If you want to. I mean, there's some stuff, but yeah, there's just some stories that you're like, okay, I have to tell this, but you have to figure out a way to tell it where you're not gonna have people that are like, I never want to hang out with you again. And then, like, but when we went to Mix 106, I think that's where I had the confidence to do, to be more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I think when we were, when we first started, and definitely the first show I was on, it wasn't comfortable. Like, I didn't feel, I I just, the co-host didn't provide that sense of comfort. You know, it was brand new in the business. But then... Once I we got to mix and it was like wow someone recruited me like someone right. came after oh, yeah. me yeah, yeah. and that was a huge confidence yeah. booster and then I was a lot more comfortable and then then I I remember I went to a conference and someone had talked about like you know anyone can report on Britney Spears but not everyone can report on what happened to you the other night like it's a right. skill to be able to tell those stories yeah the storytelling and right. that's the whole reason I got into radio I didn't want to be famous. I just wanted to sit in front of a microphone and tell funny stories. And then the notoriety of it made me pucker a little. Yeah. And then, you know, there later, was more later, than yeah. one time she was in my production studio and during a counseling session. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's okay. I did. Lay down on the couch. It's okay. I it's did. It's all right. Yeah, I That guy's a jerk. Don't worry about it. It wasn't even, but see, that's what everyone relates to me is that all my stories are about dating. And it wasn't, it just, there's something about... I guess, like, well, even the, now, I didn't realize how many people listened or related. That's it. That's and the that why. That is, they like, relate shocking. dating is hard. No, That's no, and, and I didn't, I mean, like, but it's just, I also think the, like, I never faked it if Mike was driving me nuts. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I was like, okay, someone's got to be sitting next to their coworker right now. And I didn't want it to be the main focus of the show, but I also didn't want to be, like, You know, the advice I did get from that very first show I was on was, you'll do great. Just cross your legs and giggle at everything your male co-host says. And I'm like... (laughs) Okay, great advice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you picked the wrong girl (laughs) because I have an opinion and I'm really loud. But that just, you know, so... So there was a meeting that we had when we were at Magic 93.1 where the three of us sat down and picked apart what what you brought to the show and what your character was and what it wasn't. And it was fascinating for, for the three of us to sit in that room and figure that stuff out. And it was really cool. Cause I could see the wheels turning. Then, then when you went over to mix one Oh six, you were allowed the space to be all of that character and create more if you wanted to. Yeah. 
And which was we use cool. the word character, but there was nothing fake about it. No, right. but it, but, it, I, but everybody it has but a character. You, that's is your character. But it was character. the on person, right? And then because and I always say this to people, you know, it, I like to. I'm an introvert. No, I'm an extrovert that charges introvertedly. <laughs> so if that makes any sense, like yes, I'm loud and I'm personable, and I can walk into a room and talk to a plant or a stranger. Like I can handle all of that. But when to recharge my batteries, I need to go home and be quiet. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and but that isn't. And that's way boring to hear. You're a touch type A. And I'm a touch type A, but people don't want to hear that I went home last night and read a book. They want to hear that I was dancing on the bar with my girlfriends. And so that little story of me dancing on the bar, I can make bigger. And I think that's where like the character ability comes in is that I know how to make that a big story. Mm -hmm. And not making any of it up, but just drag it out versus, hey, guess what? And I read this really great book last night. Like, unless Oprah is on my show, (laughs) no one. And if you look under your seat right now, you win. And there's a car. You know what's interesting, though? If you think back about it, I mean, mean, you go back to when that time frame was, you did. But part of the the drive that made that such a popular show, made me listen to it and stuff, is that fact that you were doing the whole storytelling thing. And even going back farther where you said, I just want to tell stories. I want to tell my story, write a book. Look at the popularity of podcasts as right. we sit here on a podcast, right? Like, that's like what a podcast is. Like, yeah. literally, like that, ra- you were the precursor to before podcasts were a thing, right? Like, you were literally telling stories. People were listening to that show. I mean, we weren't listening to the morning show. Nobody sat there with the morning show on, like, oh, I wish they'd play more music. That wasn't what we were on there for. We were on there to hear about your stories. It's or to the hear about Mike or to hear, like, of your life. It's literally, if you think Make about it, it was a live podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were essentially telling stories. And that's what, we, you know, I mean, when we look at it, and it's interesting when people ask us, and, and you know, we're we're getting to the point now where it's super cool because I'm getting people I don't know sending me messages about our podcast. And I'm like, oh, shit, I've never heard of this person. I don't know who they are. And they're like, hey, love your podcast. Can you guys do this? Or, you know, I loved when you said this. I'd like to hear more about that. Like, you know, and uh, and we've had had some people give suggestions and, and different things. And you're like going, OK, these people are actually listening. And the funny part is, is most of this shit is us sitting in a room with people we already know and are friends with that we just think have unique stories to tell. I mean, we're not and there's creating, expertise. I'm not creating content. I but mean, that's, that's the, the really funny part, right? Everybody's got levels of expertise in the sphere of what they do, right? right. And it, when you think about it, your spheres coincide with a whole bunch of other people's spheres. And there's there's nuggets that are the the concentric circles of people that do something well, right? Surround yourself with good people. We talk about that all the time. All the time. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Surround. It, you could be in a drug cartel. Surround yourself. And that's essentially what people do with podcasts, right? Like I do it with podcasts. Every, I think all of us that listen to podcasts, we try to surround ourselves with podcasts of we, people we want to be like or that we, you know, I mean, we're like, but you, oh, you get to know that, them. And that know? feeling, like whenever people asked about the show, they're like, well, what's it about? And I'm like, it's a show about nothing. Like I stole that from Seinfeld, but it was. It was, right. I could take the story of being in the grocery right. store and share it and someone out there in their car on the way to work could relate because they'd had the same thing happen to them. But also I wanted, to create that environment that it felt like you were eavesdropping on your two best friends. Right, right. And not in a creepy way. (laughs) 
just like, hey, Not I'm like sitting here. Yeah, like peeking in. But that's what I always wanted. And I think that is, I, I go through podcasts and when I hear stuff and I'm like, oh, no, it's too sticky. It's yeah. too bleh. And the same thing, like I'm with radio shows. Like it took me a long time after leaving radio to be able to listen to radio. Yeah, you're Because I listen everything. differently. <laughs> it and doesn't that's ever not, leave. It's not it an leaves. insult to anyone who's doing radio right now, but it's just this thing. But at the same time, you know, there were many fights had in our studio over things to do. And I'm like, I don't want to do the caller number six and slapstick like that. Yeah. To me, I was like, that doesn't hook them. You know, and that doesn't, Too I wanted, stupid. Ugh, I wanted to make a connection with people. Yeah. And if I could make, my whole goal was to make someone smile or laugh on their way to work. And if I did, I was a millionaire. Well, that, that is the branding of what you do. Your unique, to turn it into a marketing statement, right? Your unique selling proposition is that you're the only Kate McGuire that is the Kate McGuire, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And in, in, inside of that is a hundred stories that all have these relatable fingers that people latch onto. And that's how you, I mean, that's how you build it. Right. Yeah. And that's how I was like when I was driving over here today and thinking about that, I was like, you know, what, what was it that really stuck with me when I started figuring out, Oh, I'm branding myself. And I think it was when I realized I could like the saying in my head that I always say is fly your freak flag, mm -hmm. like be comfortable with who you are Can you say that? and then just fast? own it. no, I cannot. <laughs> I'm just curious. That would be tricky to do. I would be impressed. I'm just saying. Um, fly your freak flag. Fly your fly your freak flag. Yeah, See, I could. I did it once, and uh, yeah. Fly so that's. But it's true. Like then, I think you're comfortable <laughs> in making your brand you, and you're not trying to make it anyone else. Like I once right. I realized, like I don't want to be like. Yes, there's people that you look up to in radio. I don't think a lot of the public realizes that there are top female, you know, DJs across the country that have syndicated shows. And I listened to them. And at first I got caught up in like, oh, I want to be like that. And then I realized, no, I, that's, I can't, I don't have some of those skills that that person does. And I have my different stories. And so once I realized like, just own it. And people, well, and, and did you ever time. back off of that? Was there ever a time? Cause I mean, I you talk, it's kind of funny. You touched on a couple of things. Like, I think she's talking about me. Uh, but the creepy part, like you start people like, like letting people know about your, like your people watching kind of voyeuristically and not being creepy. It's, it's when weird. you're talking, I start getting creepy. I start feeling creepy myself. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, I remember when you like got your house and you were talking about, you know, buying the little house. Nope. I remember Different. the story about putting, uh, the, like the, the neighbor was putting their oh gosh, garbage the in your curricular can, toys yeah, in your garbage that's can. That's a huge to like, me. That's a compliment when people can recite back to me my stories. It's crazy. It's a huge compliment. That does not creep me out in any way. Did you ever, when you were in it though, like when you were in the heat of the moment, and somebody comes up and knows too much about you at the bar or something, and you're like, okay, maybe I should keep my mouth. Did you ever alter yourself? A in in your career of doing that, did you ever feel like ah maybe I need to hold back a little bit because you know this is a little bit weird because you I mean like I said it's all out there and Mike was the same way like literally my daughter went out on a date with a guy the other you know and it, he had the same name as Mike's one of Mike's sons and I'm like what's his last name <laughs> like I'm like the only time I've ever heard that name very unique name and I'm like. Mm. you know mm. like literally like stupid stuff like that like you know the guys kids names and and you know you know your stories of your neighbors putting shit in your like is there ever I a point where you're like maybe i'm putting out too much information i'm sure i'm sure i had those thoughts 
But then, and, and I will like way fast forward on you. There were conversations had, I gave my notice seven, eight months before. And, and I didn't even give my notice. I just said, Hey, I'm struggling. Like I need some help. I can't shut this off. And, and that was, I have to give some context to this. So this was a little bit longer in the making than that. Oh yeah. I mean, it has been, it was, it was rumbling around in my head, but then my contract came up, but there was, I, I mean, my first conversation with management was like, Hey, I need help. I can't shut this off but I created that. I'm not blaming management <laughs> at all. When you're 22 and you're starting in a business, it especially radio, it's a good old boys club. I was like, yep, I'll do it. What do you need me? Yep, you need me to work weekends every week. I said yes to everything because I wanted to be a team player. I never set any boundaries and I don't, I would love to be able to instill confidence in 22-year-old kids. It's like, set your boundaries, have your work balance, your life balance, whatever. Well, the good but, news is millennials don't have any problem with setting boundaries. <laughs> no. No, but <laughs> I, don't, I know your love of millennials. I don't All think boundaries. I'm going to work today. All boundaries. But <laughs> I remember sitting in that meeting and I just said, I need help. Like, I got to rein this in. I don't know how to shut it off. And really, it was more like, can I just not work every weekend and every night? I'm like, can you just have me do the morning show? Because the morning show was my love and I lived for it. And then I was and then they said to me, I think you just need to share less. And they're like, then it won't feel all encompassing. And I didn't know how to be me on the radio without. That says a lot. I mean, like I, I just told them I'm and they're like, don't talk about this. Don't talk, talk more about books. Let's have you start a book club. And I'm like, I trained these people for 16 years that they get all of me, all of it. Like, Mm. Hey, my dog died. Like, yeah. And I'm like, they won't like that because not only did I train you. That's not authentic to your brand. And that's That's what I said. And I'm like, that's not the brand that I didn't want to put it out there half ass. If I was going to do it, I just was like, either I am all in and I'm 100% the way I've been or I have to go. And they just kept, you know, that's a whole nother There's, story. Yeah, that's for, a whole nother story. But I, I, I want to back on how to. I want to relate, though, a story. This is one of my favorite stories to tell because it is a perfect illustration of the corporatization and the, the disconnect between what I think corporate America is and the art of doing what she's talking about. The reality is there's people that, as a manager, you have to recognize that there are going to be Kate McGuire's that are 100% all the time and they can't sustain it or they'll burn out and you lose them. You have to build some fences and some boundaries around that person as a manager. Otherwise, you have to replace her when she leaves because she burns out. It's right. just a, it's just a math. It's, it's just a matter of time. It's a thoroughbred right? horse, man. You run that thing full blown all the time. That's yeah, just it's, the it's math. Of it. So we sat in a meeting when the corporate bigwigs came to town, and they were rah rah and everybody. And you guys did so great, and you guys are the market of the year, and blah blah blah. It was it was great. It felt really good. And then they opened it up for some questions. Now, one thing that Kate McGuire is not is shy. So she asked a great question. She stands up and says, hey, you want us to do A, B, C, D, and now you're asking us to do E. But we can't do A, B, C, D, and E at the top level of what it takes to be amazing. We really can only do three of those. So I know you want us to do all five. If you had to pick three, what would the top three be? And it was a Great question, because it was a tension that had been building for about a year in that building, and there was no answer. The one without balls had the balls to say it. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's actually, I'm not convinced she might actually have She's, well, I'll steal one of Heather's lines. She says, my balls are so big, I wear them on my chest. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Boom. I love it. Oh, no, so, I got the answer. You got the answer. and But here's the, now this is, you got the answer. I'll never, for, that was a turning moment for exactly. me. Exactly. That's why I brought it up. Because yeah. it wasn't just a turning moment for you. It was a turning moment for an entire conference room full of people that were excited to go kill it and got all the wind taken out of their sails. Because everything Everyone in that room went, oh, you don't really care what we have to say. You really do want all five. What did he say? He said, um, oh, gosh, I just remember it was something about Twitter. And I think Twitter was number five on the list or something. And it's like, okay, but then you run out of time at the end of the day and you're not getting your quota of tweets in. And he was like, do better. Tweet more. And I go, or I said something like, I don't feel like I'm tweeting enough. He goes, you're not. And he goes, do more. And I said, but I don't feel like I'm giving 100% for one, two, three, and, you know, four and five are really slacking off. And he was like, do better. That's all he could say to me. He had no idea who I was. And it wasn't a, you should know who I am. I'm, you know, your top morning show person in the building. It was just a- It was a legitimate, honest, authentic question of, I want to win but I cannot do all five right. at the be- because it's math. I don't have enough time in the day. Right. And the answer was like such a bullshit answer. And from a manager that make just, more hours. Well, like this is one yeah. of the, so the many hours in the day. Make more hours. This is one of the, for anybody that has ever written a good blog. It takes longer than 15 minutes. Don't you dare tell me that it takes 15 minutes oh, when you don't write shit. Yeah, that I was. And I, so I was I was standing up toward the front of the room and I was watching everybody's face and watching the reactions. And you could watch people's posture change in the room. The energy changed in the room and everybody was like, OK, I get it. Yeah. Enough said. Well, it social was, media changed it was a lot. Fascinating. Changed radio for me a lot. I'll be honest. Um, you know, you're talking about should I pull back that going back to that? Um, because I didn't get into radio to be famous. Like seeing my face on a billboard twice a year, seeing a TV commercial, I could live with it. It made me uncomfortable, especially when they never asked my approval of the photo on the bill. I'm like, <laughs> help a girl out. I am single. Like, good grief. And help me. but so But I could live with that. But then when social media came and we worked for our company was privately owned at the time, really when social media started to get traction Mm -hmm. and they weren't hounding us. And then we were bought by a corporate company that put a quota on it. And it was not just what you're doing during the show, but you need to be posting every hour when you're off the show. Your personal stuff, your personal page. I remember being in, and this was a big turning point for me. I was in Alaska. One of my bucket list items was to see the start of the Iditarod. So I went up to Anchorage and I'm at the start line and I'm getting texts from someone at corporate. Like I haven't seen any videos yet. Blah, blah. I paid for that. That was my vacation. And I was getting hounded that there wasn't enough material of my vacation. Right. And so that it did. Right. It was like, like I said, I was an extrovert that needed to charge, you know, quietly. And I couldn't if I was having to constantly post. And the more I put out there on social media, for some reason, it just kind of changed. Like I did want to hide. Right. I was like, I was puckering big time where if you just left me alone in the studio, I will forever be curious like what would have happened. I have no regrets. I just, it was a big, well, social media yeah. was a big change. It yeah. suddenly let in all these things. There were to read nasty comments. Not everyone was a Kate McGuire fan. So, what? what did it? So yeah. And I mean, you were kind of, that'd be in that time frame that, you know, really 
social media being, like I said, it started getting big, right? Mm-hmm. And, and pretty much everything was real positive at the beginning. And every, you know, we kind of joke about like emails back in the day when everyone is excited to get an email. Like, oh my God, I got an email. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read it. Yeah. You know, now we're like, fuck, an email. You know, like literally, we, I mean, is that your first fuck? No. Might have been. I think it was. Ever? No. Of the podcast. What's the time marker? Can you see? Uh, <laughs> that might be one of your... 35 minutes in. That's insane. I got to say a lot of fucks after this to even catch uh, up in my quota. Yes, you do. God damn it. All right. See how Kate made me all classic. Because she, you raise, she's she fancy. raises oh, up the... Yes. Qual- the That's the, what we do. We bring she, in top shelf talent. Yeah. The talent top raises top. when she comes in the room. Yeah. I'm not even saying fuck all the time. <laughs> no. So, uh, no. but... You didn't get you. I mean, you came into that when that was like literally a new. Like all of a sudden, it's it's like pretty positive still. You, did you do you remember feeling that kind of like the first negative comments? I mean, now it's like it seems like it's oh. the only thing, right? Like oh, I no, no, no. I sent out a negative tweet. I don't tweet. I only use it for negative. Honestly, I'm I'm probably the You're worst of the trolls. I'm worse Aww. than trolls. But I just do it to make myself feel better. It's not so much to tear them down. It makes me feel better. But yeah. I literally I trolled somebody today, and I because I just had to get. I'm like, you know what? You are dumb. I want to give you my opinion, just so I'm on the record. I'm on with the other 8 million people that were commenting on this guy. But anyways, I want to give it out there. Do you think, did you see, like, do you remember when the negativity? Oh, gosh. You could send me 100 emails. So before social media was emails. And there was someone that would disagree with with what I had to say. As someone once described me, I'm the girl who says everything that you are, that every other woman is thinking but never says. (laughs) And I said it all. And people were like, women are not supposed to speak that way. Like, you're not supposed to share that. You're not supposed. So I would get a lot of hate email. Not, I, you know, I would say a lot over my career. <laughs> but if you could send me 100 emails in a day, I would remember the one awful one. And it would crush me. Yeah. I remember times and when then, you would do Oh, yeah. I yeah. would literally, it would crush me. So if you're someone that trolls someone, just know there's people out there like me that it crushed me. And then you bring on social media. And then not only would I, like, look at the comment, and then I'm like, okay, don't, you know, and I, don't focus on it. Don't take yourself out of the element. Like, I couldn't read that stuff while I was on the air. Right. It would literally take me. Yeah. I would. It would throw off my game. I think I would, too. I think that would It was me. just... Some really mean stuff. And women are so mean to other women. They are. I've done speaking engagements about this, about how awful we are to each other. And I'm saying we. I I agree. You're not a woman. (laughs) Shut up. Women are awful. I have two female names. Oh, yeah. I'll take. We're doing refills. Well, wait. I haven't finished this. Don't refill me. Where's our bartender? I haven't seen a waitress here all night. Where'd she go? She left. COVID. Oh. (laughs) She has the COVID? There she is. (laughs) Oh my! She perks up, throws something at you. No, just you mix them. Dummy, mix it. Yeah, but mix. social media was—it was a beast. It's a living, breathing beast, all on its own. It is, and it's—it's it's tough. Well, and there's, and there's the good and the bad of it. But man, you know, I some of the advice that I got when I was a, a young fella was kind of in line with this, where it takes ten attaboys to make up for the one. Oops. Right? Well, and here's that, the, the thing. I didn't mind if people disagree with me. I'm fully stuff. aware that when you're on the radio or right. you're as opinionated as I am, not everyone is going to like what I have to say. I, But here's the thing. I also knew they were listening. Mm. 
They would write in, and if you're respectful, like, you read their comment, you share it with the rest of the audience, and then you're like, you know, I can respect that, but honestly, I completely disagree, and this is why I was brought up by a dysfunctional mom. Like, whatever your reason is, but the people that were like, this is why no one likes you. I saw you the other night at that event. You are so fat. You should never wear those pants. Like, that stuff. Whoa. As much as you want to be, you know, when I know someone listening right now is like, oh my gosh, just have a thick skin. I just, I never did. No, girl, I'm going for the thick booty. What's I, up? I'm a recovering people pleaser and I always <laughs> will be. And I'm an enabler. I'm a middle child. Like that, just, I'll never have that thick enough skin. So that stuff, it did. It, that's, it was a bite. Owning that though and being aware of it, being self-aware of that. I mean, that's a big deal. I don't think I hurt Mike Gundy's feelings today. I, I don't I, think I so. doubt Mike Gundy knows uh, that I, I'm not I don't think he's going to respond back to you me. You never know. Were you responding to something he said? Yeah, no, I, it goes back. I mean, I'll oh. want to talk about it. It's fine. They, they, uh, so Mike Gundy is a guy who I actually patterned my 40th birthday after. Oh. Um, he was the, he was, or is the coach of the Oklahoma State Cowboys for right. football team. He has a kick ass mullet. He um, does. I respected the shit out of this guy because back in, um, what, when I was 16 is when I turned 40. So, a couple of years before that, he was a famous, famous soundbite for him saying... Wait a minute. 2016 a- is when you turned 40? Can you do the math again for me, please? Yeah, that's right. Is that right? Yeah. That's math. Yeah. Ah, that's math, bud. I just nailed that. 14 is when I turned 40. You said 16. There's 40. 16. 14. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's He's 42. 40. Sorry. I'm, yeah, there we go. Okay, so it was 44. It was, uh, that would have been 42 then. Okay, so I'm just 14. making sure. Damn it, I thought I got excited for math. Somebody is going to write you a meal and be like, you're the dumbest mathematician I, I have like, ever I'm, listened to on this I've, podcast. I've already clearly told people that. Uh, Second only to Jody. <laughs> I'm not good at math. But he, so Mike Gundy came out, and I respected the shit out of him because uh, the media attacked one of his players verbally in the newspaper and came out and said that Mike and they were attacking the coach, but they basically made fun of the player by coming out and saying that that he he yanked one of their star players and he put in a second string kid. Second string kid went in, dropped the ball, they lost the game kind of deal. Yeah. So the, the 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 media came out and said, what the hell was he thinking? This coach is you know, why that kid even in here? He just shouldn't even be on the field if he you know I mean just blasting this kid. Mike Gundy comes out in his press conference and he lights this. He literally comes out, looks right at the reporter that wrote it, who was a woman, and he looks right at her and he basically says, I, he says, you shouldn't be a reporter. You are disrespectful. We're not even going to talk about the game. We're going to talk, we're not going to talk about the football team. We're going to write, and he holds up the newspaper and he goes, we're going to write about this trash, this garbage that you call an article. He's Woo! like, and he starts going off. He goes, you know what? He goes, I hope, I, he goes, I, I hope someday you have a son and I hope he comes to you crying because somebody makes fun of him and tears him up in the public eye and you got to tell him, you know what? Some people are just jerks. Some people are just real assholes. And he just, he lets her have it. He goes, you are sickening. You are, you write garbage. You're gross. You shouldn't do it. Like, I mean, he destroys her. He goes, we're not going to talk football at all. He goes, you know what you guys did? He goes, this kid was a student athlete. He's a great student. He's a great athlete. He's a great football player. He's a great person. You know why that other guy got benched? Because he was doing all the wrong things. He went out, he got in trouble. He didn't make curfew. He didn't do the things he was supposed to do. And you guys want him in the game. 
when this kid that's doing everything right goes in the game and you want to tear him apart in the media, he's like, you're a sick, sick person. He goes, that kid is a kid. He's a student athlete. He goes, you want to come after somebody? You want to attack somebody? And he's just, I mean, literally yelling right at him. He goes, attack me. I'm a man. I'm 40. That was like, <laughs> and it became like this huge soundbite of, yeah, of Mike I'm Gundy a man. I just remember that. lividly screaming at this woman. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. It was on ESPN. Yeah. It was on everything. It was like everyone's ringtone. It was like, that. right, that was the thing. So when I turned 40, I literally was like, and I, as a dad of a very talented high school football player right now, he's the kind of coach I would send my kid to Oklahoma State to play for prior to this week. And I literally would say, because he stands up for his, he stands up for his play. I mean, he 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 stood his ground. He you know he let didn't let the media push him around. You know, he did what was right. Blah 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 blah. And then chapter two. Yeah. And then this week, he literally falls right into the 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 topic of the you know what's everything going on race related. Mm-hmm. He had a T-shirt on supporting. Uh, he was out fishing with his sons, and he was wearing an old T-shirt that is or wearing a T-shirt that had OAN on it, which is a Republican network. Well, the Democratic side of it, uh, including some of his players, came out and referred to him as being racist because he was wearing this shirt. <laughs> he then quickly cowered to the news, ran onto the news, and began spewing his apologies for ever wearing a t-shirt with his sons fishing off the clock you know i mean completely in his own i there's mean he no wasn't off an the event. clock anymore you know, he, that's he, horrible he, he was, and it. it's like he's there's wearing, no such thing as off the he clock. did nothing illegal he did nothing but because he was on the other side politically from what this one player and this this one these this one group of football players wanted to accuse him of mm. instead of saying you know what no i'm the coach this is my team i run the team <laughs> I don't do I I do nothing but respect you guys. I he fights tooth and nail for his players, but they want to attack him over this shirt that he wore that had nothing to do with with race or anything negative to what old, he was doing. Old fishing shirt. And literally, he he within twenty four hours was folding up like a cheap suit, and he was on you know on, basically on his knees begging for forgiveness. And it's like you didn't you didn't stand up for anything, man. Like you literally just said you know. Just fold it. And it was like, ah, you know, and I think that's where like social media to me like has gone to a point where that's the oh gosh. That's the like, okay, Let's we're gonna well, because it, we're gonna you know, we're gonna do that, right? And it was just like, you know what? And it's like literally and I, I laugh because it's like, you know, yeah, I, I don't get too sucked up into it, but it was it was personal to me a little bit mm-hmm. because I felt like Because like, the moment that he hooked you. Oh, I was I was a big fan and it's like to see somebody switch and I think we're seeing you know authenticity of the character. Right. But that's he got exactly, me in, right? Right. Like I felt so in tune with but him. But you felt like, betrayed because the whole thing that you loved about him was the fact that you would stand up to the storm he and he was the his courage. own man and he yeah. he did his I'm thing. I'm a grown right? man, like, I'm forty. I'm a man, I'm forty. And then you go from this last sound bite of I'm a man, I'm forty to him on his knees crying, begging for forgiveness for wearing a t shirt, fishing with his Which, sons. Here's the thing. It's like if shut let up. let your life be the fruit of whether you're a racist or Walk not. Walk up there and say, you know what? Do my players love me? If my players are coming out, you ask, and they, if they you feel ask like my I'm that players, way, then I have that's, a problem. That's yeah. your soundbite. You think I'm a racist? You go ask my players what they say. You go ask their mama yeah. what they say. I stand up for these players. I play, yeah. you know, I would have sent my kid there. So I mean, This is a bad choice in t-shirt. My bad. The yeah. end. We got. I'm trying to segue this back to, to to Kate here, but <laughs> what I kind of T-shirt are you wearing? I'm but not I, jumping in on this, and I have to say, I am grateful I'm not on the radio these days because it would be so hard. The temp 
temperament yeah. in our country right now. The cancel well, culture that we have turned it into. And not that I have beliefs yeah, that would be upsetting. <laughs> I don't think I have beliefs like that, but just the... You're it doesn't matter. It, yeah. Like you're saying the judge and jury. It of, doesn't. That's the that's the sick part about it. It really doesn't matter because everything's sound bites. Everything's out of context. I can take anything and turn <laughs> and it can. however He's, I yeah. want to turn he, it. He, uh, we we talked yes, about this he, on a previous yeah. podcast. But he freaked me out. He literally <laughs> sat there and had me talk for a while, and then all of a sudden he played me back something, and I heard my own voice say something I didn't say. Yeah. It freaked me out, mm-hmm. and I mean, and that so that's the kind of thing. But I mean, but getting back in, I mean, obviously, I got on my whole Mike Gundy thing, and you know, I'm sure he's a listener. So, Mike, if you, <laughs> Mike, you know, Mike, I'm I'm disappointed. I don't Mike. know. And, I feel like suddenly what? maybe you should have been trolling it. One of my kid, you know, you're missing out on a great recruit because my son's going to play somewhere big, and it's not going to be OSU. But anyways, Huge. they literally, uh, I, I that was kind of my point is like like you you were before you got out probably at the right time because of that. Just like you said, that was kind of the thing, and it's it is hard where you're. You know, there's just there's certain stuff where he's like, I don't, you got to kind of don't care kind of deal. Like, and but I also like, and and yeah, you you have to not care. And I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and not trying to make myself sound so great, but I I was a little too invested. It was my entire world, and I didn't know how to get a personal life, whether that be with someone or not. I just didn't know how to shut the radio off. But yeah, I mean. Social media just, it's got a heartbeat of its own. And there, but there was never that chance, you know, it was like you constantly had to share your personal stuff. And, and even now when I, I hear some of the radio content or even TV reporters and see the stuff that they're sharing, it's like, give these people a break. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let them just be a news reporter. And I'm not saying just like you're not worth anything, but just be a a radio DJ. It is a job. Don't like, I suddenly see now radio DJs doing news reports on formats that are not news format. And it drives me insane. I'm like, (laughs) stop trying to make people be everything. Like we have news reporters and we have radio DJs and we have, you know, someone who works at the grocery store, like let everyone be in their lane. And anymore it's like, Oh no, we have to be multi-lane. No, you don't like, Oh, that, that I'm like, it's it's funny to me because that, that goes against one of the most pivotal comments that was made to me as a young man and it was find what you love to do and get really really good at it right because if you you become the best at that the money comes right right? you'll figure that stuff out but you'll love what you do and that's what i did like i think you know another thing i was thinking about when i was driving over here was like, what was that moment where I decided, like, I, I had a moment where I'm like, I'm going to make Kate McGuire bigger than the radio station. Because if the day ever comes that I get let go, I've got to be right. able to stand on my own and get my own job. And no one's going to be. I know the seed that planted that. <laughs> so, You're no so-and-so. Oh, yeah. I was told that. But, it, it, I mean, that was a seed. But I was like, what are the things that I can do? I created Kate University, mm-hmm. this platform. It's adult field trips. I and I and it, But it was based off of, like, what do I like to do? And I love to do things. I just didn't always know every piece that, like, I started with mountain biking. And I'm like, but I don't know where to park my car at the trailhead. Like, it was literally those things. Mm-hmm. And I thought. 
thought, well, I'm probably not the only one that's just as confused about trailheads and where to go and trail etiquette. And so I opened it up and took some people with me and we went mountain bike riding and I got a sponsor. And so, but that was like the beginning of the Kate McGuire brand for me where I'm like, I have got to make this bigger than the radio station. And it worked. Like, I'm not trying to... But how long did it take? It took a while, but that's the thing. I stayed in my lane, and I only focused on the few things, like one or two things that are going to really develop your brand, yep. and you just work it over and over, like repetition. You know, it's not like... But that there's so many businesses out there that are trying, that are to, trying be, to be They're everything. trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah, yeah it's like... What is your unique selling proposition? Just be talk, Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, we talk about it in sales all the time, and it drives me crazy because you get executives that talk to the sales managers or even the salespeople and they want them to be, you know, they're, they're like, well, you know, we need our sales guys to do more sales reports. And you're like, no, you need a fucking accountant to do a sales yeah. report. You need a salesman to sell. And it's like, mm-hmm. when you're taking me offline doing what I do best, which is out talking to customers about our products and selling shit and have me sitting at my computer fucking pecking around trying to do a fucking sales report for you, you're losing money. And that's what's hard for people to do because they're like, oh, well, we'll just have our sales guys. And, I mean, and I had that conversation at one point with a guy where I just said, hold on, hold on. If you want, I'll go get a guy. I know a guy that does numbers really, really good. Fucking horrible at sales. But if you want, you can hire him and give him this job. And he'll do great numbers for you, but he'll never fucking sell a thing. Or do you want me to go sell shit for you, make you money, and you go find someone else to do my fucking numbers? You know, and that was where I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of where my, you know, started getting my attitude. I don't know why you have to be so angry. I, that's just how I But am. it's true, though. Like, <laughs> let people do what they're good at. And if you're not good, you don't have to be good at everything. Exactly. Like, there's oh. someone else out there in this whole, like, you know, oh, I've got to run my own website and I've got to run my blog and then I've got to run my podcast and blah, blah, blah. Maybe you have the content to put on there, but are you really good at writing? And if you're not, get someone to, right. like, when, like, blogs. You know, especially radio mm. station blogs mm. where I'm like, why aren't we just recording this and making a podcast? Like, if you want right. me to write this story now, which I honestly didn't mind because, again, I want to be a writer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but that you, kind of you stuff. Weren't, it's you like, weren't the norm. But not everyone. Not everyone know, could write. And, so or spell. <laughs> yeah. Grammar's not. So how fun. did you. Okay, so we got you to the, the pinnacle of creating Kate McGuire and, and Kate University and all that stuff. You get to that point. Did you feel like so? Now let's talk about your the pivot to the to the new life that you're in now. <laughs> when I lost my mind, did you feel? Well, that's why I wondered. Did you? Did you? Was that a lose your mind, or was that a pivot, or was it a you know what? I've built Kate McGuire to the top of where Kate McGuire can go. Did you feel like there was an you know, like I said, were you going to go on to New York or L.A. or something? I mean, where did you feel like when you did make that change? Because it was pretty immediate. Like I said, talking as the lay person just listening to you on the radio, one day Kate's there, one day Kate's gone kind of deal. It is what it five felt like. Five days. They a, gave was, me five days. It was very fast. Yep. You know, I think I probably cried with you. Aww. You know, it was I did. Like, I cried every day. I'm a very day. emotional person. It's so. very strange to leave a career that I feel in my bones I was meant to be a radio DJ. I worked my butt off for it. I absolutely loved the show, but yet there was something inside me that's like, I have to go. Was and it freeing? I mean, did you, did you, I mean, I know no, there's tension not, when you're honestly, leaving or were you like, I'm free. Like I picture I, kicking no, the door open and dancing out. Or? I was at the, you know, top morning show, top talent, you know, number one in the market, all this stuff. You're at the place where you want to be. You've been working your whole career And your this. whole career. And I'm at the top of my game. And 
I'm like, I got to go. But I had had those conversations where I was like, I just need a break. I think I need to recharge, but I don't have the ability because the minute I get off the show, I've got to be at this event hawking tires. And then every Saturday I'm out here (laughs) and I'm handing out concert tickets. Like, can you give me a break? And they just looked at me and they're like, we can't. We sold it. Money maker. We sold it. Sorry. And they were like, it has to be you. And I'm like, get (laughs) someone else. And I was like, so I'm having these conversations and they were just like, they were in a bind. They're like, the client requested you. Like, it has to be you. And I'm like, oh. So it was this double-edged sword where I'm like, wow, I built this brand. Right. It's untouchable. And I don't want to touch it. Yeah, no. But (laughs) so I literally, I had this voice. It was like, I need to go. I just need to go. And I I quit my career without having another job. Mm. Like I, I just kept following it. And there were certain things that I had asked. I'm like, Hey, can we get this in place? And things did not, I didn't feel like I was being taken serious. And so I'm like, all right, girlfriend, you got to jump. And I turned in my letter of resignation and then suddenly it was like, whoa, whoa, Wait, whoa. what can we do? What can we do? And that had been after six months of conversation. And it was so, after two years of conversation. True. And so <laughs> I was just mentally at the place where I didn't feel I had the best to give the audience. And I didn't think it was fair to the audience. Like I tell people a lot when they ask, I'm like, I feel like my spark burned out. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't the firecracker that I needed to be. I didn't want to phone it in. I didn't want to half-ass it. And I'm like, I don't, something just. I need to I need to go be quiet. And that's all I knew. The thoroughbred and so I needed do, a rest. I do call I'm it sweating. a pivot though. Mm-hmm. I don't really I mean I joke that I lost my mind, but I literally as much as I as heart uh, so much heart and soul that I put into the show, I put in just as much thought into like I think I need to go. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know where to go. So in my planning, me being type A, I was like, well I got to have the next place planned out and I couldn't do it leaving this monster career that I had built and this persona being the big fish in the small pond in a small town like this, I, I couldn't figure out the next. And so I'm like, I just started, you know, saving up all my money and I'm like, be ready to not have work for a year. And I just quit. And that was, I just was like, I just felt it in my core that I had to go do something else, but I didn't know what the else was. (laughs) I'm picturing the office when he's like, Mm -hmm. he's like, uh, they're like, well, what about your job? And he's like, I'm not going to go anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to quit your job? No. no. I'm just not going to go. Yeah. Like, he can still keep me on the no, benefits. I'm and just, uh, I'm just not going to go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So <laughs> I didn't know if that was the end of my radio career. I still don't know if I can ever answer that. I love radio. I absolutely love it. But I... I had to go. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got to go. That's all I can ever... Watching from the outside. Say... It w- and knowing knowing all the inside baseball of how everything works, having all the conversations, there is zero doubt in my mind she made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Zero doubt, she had to. I did. I don't. I don't have any regrets. I just am now figuring out how to do it on my terms. Right. Well, and you got to so- you got to clean the slate. You have to reboot it, and that's there's no other way around it. And which is exactly what she did. We and we talk about the pivot. What are those things about the brand of who you are personality-wise? One of the hardest working people that I've ever worked with and a very, very high standard of whatever we were doing, there was a high standard to it. She wanted it very, she wanted to do it very, very well. 
Mm-hmm. So that transitioning into a different field, it's just figuring out what's something that I can go do where I can work oh, with God, people. Oh, God, I didn't want anything to do with Kate McGuire. Yeah. Not at first. I didn't. I didn't. I was, I, and, and not, I didn't not like being Kate McGuire. I just wanted Kate McGuire, the quiet version, for a long time. And so I needed to figure out how to do that. And I then, you know, I was offered jobs when I left. And it's funny, the county is um, called me the morning I was leaving the radio station. I'd packed up my desk. I had bawled for five days straight. I mean, I was sobbing it was an when ugly I left. Cry it was an, yeah, it was curious. not a pretty it's cry. It was bubbles. the ugly cry. A lot of snot bubbles. And I get this call from the county and they're like, hey, we heard you're leaving. We would love for you to come in and interview for this PR position. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Like, how's next week? They're like, no, like right now. And I'm like, oh God, I just blew up my career. I'm going to the bar. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, can no. we do this at the bar? Yeah, I was like, no. I'll be there. And you so, can meet me. <laughs> and then, you know, I, it took me a month and then the county had continued offering me this job. And I went to bed and I was all stressed because I was going to turn it down and it wasn't the job for me. And then I woke up the next day and I'm like, I'm going to take it. And I was like, I have all, I, I craved boring. I craved Monday through Friday between eight and five. I craved weekends off because I had no idea what it looked like. And so to me, it was like this oasis in the desert. I bought an (laughs) R-Pod. Like, yeah. So, but I took the job and I, I did it, but it's not who I am. And Kate McGuire, I did. I got real quiet and I was good at making, I worked for elected officials. So my job was to make them shiny and bright and stand out in the public. And I'm like, Oh, this is perfect. I can be on social media, but it's not about me. I'm posting, you know, under this other handle. And that got me a little more comfortable with social media. I, I I'll be honest. I've really been uncomfortable with social media and that got me more comfortable with it. And then, um, and then the spark can only stay out for so long. Like yeah. it wasn't burnt out. It just dimmed for a while. And then I was like, you burned out you know, a material. I'm recharged. And then I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not meant to be doing this. Not that there's anything wrong with that job. It just wasn't, it didn't ring but my that's, bell. I mean, that's but part I of had to get right quiet thing. to figure right. that out. How long did you do that? How long did you do those? Um, I those? was at the County for three years. Wow. And so, yep. And then, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, I made a human. Like, I don't want to be in an eight-to-five job. I want to. So how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, you actually I mean, made one. I did. <laughs> I did. Because I got quiet. Can I bring this back to the beginning of the podcast? And I met someone who, and I fell in love with someone who had no idea who Kate McGuire on the radio was. Oh. I remember yeah. you telling me that. That was And it made him bit. so hot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? You how don't did, have a I preconceived notion? Give me the actual story, though. Like, how do you figure that out? Did you be like, so, uh, have you ever heard of uh, Kate McGuire? Or, like, I mean, how, did you, how did you fish it out of him to find out well, that he didn't Well, because I had mentioned, I didn't. I had mentioned, um, like, one night when we were talking, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, when I used to be on the radio. And it's this weird thing. When you're on the radio and you date, it's like having an elephant in the room. Yeah, it's always like, living yeah, and breathing. Yeah. And when I was dating and still on the air, people constantly just asked me about, like I would go on dates and that's all the anyone asked me. It was like a job interview. Mm-hmm. So tell me about like, how's the soundboard work? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this. Ugh. But so somehow I made some off, you know, comment of, oh yeah, when I used to be on the radio. And then 
he was like, oh, yeah. He goes, I, I heard something about that. I showed your picture to my coworkers, and they were like, oh, my God, you're dating the girl on the radio. <laughs> and I was like, you've never listened? And he was like, no. He's like, I knew your name, but I honestly never listened. And I'm like, do you want my tongue down your throat now? <laughs> Let's have a baby. <laughs> I totally. I'm like, let take a baby. So, yeah. So we fall in love, make a baby, and then I'm like, yeah, I, I, then the calling of like, yeah, this isn't, I'm not meant to work for someone else. And I think on one of your podcasts, you said it like success is making it your game. Mm-hmm. Like you're, and I was like, how do Call I back. do this? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. So, and then, yeah, had another pivot and I, but I was, it's funny cause I'm a realtor now. And then at the time when I left radio or even when I was in radio, people were like, you'd be great at real estate. You should do it. And I'm like, no, especially after I left, I'm like, I do not want my face on a sign. I do not want my name out there. And I did, I had to get quiet. And then, you know, when someone approached me about real estate when I was pregnant and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, I know marketing. I know how to build a brand. And I was like, and I love helping people. So, and and suddenly it was like the timing of it. It sounded okay. Right. And then- Can we pause right there? Yes. People that are listening that are young, anybody younger than us, if you are in your 20s or 30s, I want you to pay attention to something. You talk about three years of being quiet. You talk about 16 years of building a career. 20. 20 years of building a career. Remember when I wasn't good at math? (laughs) I remember. 16 years in Boise. Yes. Um, It takes time. There are no shortcuts is it worth it? 100%. Totally. Yeah. And it doesn't always, I always think everything works out. It just doesn't work out the way you might imagine it. Yeah. But keep going. Like it might be Dory's beyond right. your wildest dreams. Dory is one of the greatest philosophers of our time. Mm-hmm. Just keep swimming. Just, just keep yeah. swimming, swimming, it's true. swimming, swimming. Well, yeah. I mean, that's and that's the thing. It's like you think, and I, you know, we talk about this. Very early in the podcast years ago, but they had, uh, you know, you, I think we're at those positions. And I think all three of us are probably where we're going to say we've all are at that position now in our lives where we've been through the shit. Mm-hmm. So like when you've been through, it's hard to get the feeling of what we're, you know, so like when, when shit hits a fan and they're like, how are you not freaking out? I'm like, fuck dude, I've been through some pretty crazy shit. You know, like it's the old, you know, my favorite quote, Mike Tyson quote, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. That's right. I <laughs> Perfect. Should have you do it. Everybody's got a plan until you bite somebody's ear off. Yeah. Um, if he hears that, he's going to kick your ass. I'm not so, afraid. By the way, just for the record, that's Jody talking, not Trevor. Mike Tyson. Okay. But they. I got your tiger. <laughs> literally, every, you know, when you, and I, I liken it to like, you know, I mean, you talk about like boxing or fighting or like, I mean, when you've been hit in the face enough, you're not scared to get hit in the face again. Like it doesn't phase you, you know? And, and I have these talks with my son. I'm like, you come from a different time, bro. You guys literally come home all pumped up and want to come in and, and flex on me and tell me how you guys just got into it with some bros from Rocky. And I'm like, sweet, who punched who? And he's like, well, nobody punched anybody, but we like, we told them they were stupid. And then they were like, and I'm like, oh, fuck. You didn't <laughs> like, I'm like, you want, you should have been in our time frame, you know? Like, I mean, but you, and I'm like, there there, there's a stories. difference. Like people do when you get punched in the face and you look at that from a career standpoint or just a life standpoint, when you've been down, when you lose all your money, when you go through a divorce, when you, they're awesome. you know, make a total fuck up in business and have to beg your way, you know, dig your way back out of that. 
you're not as scared about the next time. So then when someone's like, why aren't you fucking freaked out if that fucking deal falls through? And you're like, ah, fuck, no, I lost twice as big a deal as that, oh, yeah. and I came back from it, right? So I think when Surviving you get to a point where things, just, yeah. it's the best part, right? Like, dude, I started in a whole other industry. Now I'm here, and I'm successful, and I'm doing this like... Fuck, I don't care if this goes away tomorrow. You know, I mean, real estate's one of those where it's funny. I mean, you know, my brother's a realtor. You know, Heather's a realtor. <laughs> Ariel's. I know. I I'm know not. 8,000 realtors. I'm not a realtor. I know. I know there's four of us here and two of us are. So, <laughs> but we literally like, you know, it's one of those things when people say it and they're like, are you, you know, are you scared? I mean, what if, if this, or what if COVID does it? What if this, and you're like, dude, the difference between you doing this now at your age and you doing it at 22 you know, you know, you've been through the shit you've already, I mean, shit you've had, and especially as a parent now, once you've had shit on your hands, there's not a lot that phases you. Ain't no thing. Nothing. Literally. I but literally. fear motivates me. Yeah. The fear of having the opportunity and not taking it and looking back, that motivates me. I do a lot of things terrified, but I'm more terrified of saying I had the opportunity and I didn't take it. Why didn't I take it? Like, that and I one of my biggest moments and was skydiving because it was offered to me for free on the radio and I was like a broke 20 something kid and I was like if I don't do this but I was terrified to do it but I'm like I'll never do it again I mean like this is that moment and so I did and that's my skydiving story but it literally propels me in other things where like quitting my career I I didn't know where I was going, but I knew if I didn't take that moment and I signed another five-year contract, I'd be stuck in it forever. That's what young kids don't understand. So what you just did there was you put yourself right back in that fucking airplane. I did, yeah. You're standing in a fucking, I mean, I'm making this up because I wasn't there. I have no fucking idea what this was. But, like, you're standing in that conference room discussing, you know, no ready to quit and panned in that notice. You were, you might as well have been 22 years old standing on the edge of that plane oh, again, right? Terrified. You were standing there like, fuck, I'm going to jump out of this so plane that, right now. That but explains now your a lot. plane is different, right? That's what the young kids don't have. You know, and that's what I try to get across like the, to these, you know, when I'm talking to somebody or these younger kids and they want to ask us like, okay, well, t- you know, tell me something like you have, I wish I could put the wisdom of my 45 years into you and to understand you know what? You're going to stand on the edge of a plane. You're going to jump out, and you're going to be okay. Go find a mentor. Young people. Yeah. Go and listen find to them. A listen mentor. to them and believe them. Because I've had ones that, that listen to, you know, they mentor, and they want the stories, and then they don't fucking execute, like, yeah, or they don't do it. They have to understand and trust. It's a trust fall, man. you got to understand, like, when I'm telling you this shit, and this is part of the reason I do this podcast, honestly. I mean, if you really look at why I do this, I want one fucking person that's in business. I mean, I'm very anti work for the man. I'm very anti big business and I'm anti college. Um, I've done all of them. So, so I'm, I speak from experience, but I am trying to stop that from happening by hoping that somebody listens to this and goes, you know, I remember Kate talking about when she stood and fucking did an airplane. And then five, 10 years later, 16 years later, whatever, she fucking jumped out of an airplane again when she didn't do the contract. And now she's on to something else. And I love the fact that you made the comment earlier. You said, I'm not saying I'm not getting back on the air again, right? Like I'm not. I love it. You're like, I don't know. Like, I You're keeping leave. it open. I didn't like, leave. I don't know. Like with, and like I said, I don't blame management. I taught them how to treat me that I would say yes to everything they asked me to do. Ownership. And then when I wanted to say no, they were like, whoa, whoa, because I taught like, them I that I would that do earlier. that. Yeah. And I don't, and that's the other thing is instilling confidence in young people that you get to set your boundaries. I don't even know where to begin on that one. Saying no's okay. That's st- a different like, podcast. No is a complete sentence, and it took me till 35 oh, to learn that. Would you please say that again? 
no is a complete sentence. Because that's, that's I would title. say no. No is a complete sentence. But I would say no to people, and then I would, like, make up something. Well, I can't because, like, my grandmother's dog needs to go to the vet. Just say no. If you don't want to go to someone's webinar, mm, no, say, say no, no and just leave it at that. Like, <laughs> and it makes people really uncomfortable. That's the other thing I learned. Um because when I came to Boise and they asked me what it would take for me to make the move, I had a number in my head and I said the number and they laughed and said, oh my gosh, you're not so-and-so here in town who I didn't even know who that was. And they laughed at me and then I still just sat there. And I have to give kudos to my older sister. She was like, put your number, push it across the table and sit there and it's Say real nothing. uncomfortable. Let it the sit. first person that talks loses. <laughs> and it was true though. And the same thing like when yeah. I left and I'm like, yeah, I got to go. And then, you know, people they didn't wait believe for you to jump in and explain oh, yeah. why. Dude. Don't explain. Like if it's not working for me. And then you just sit there and it's really uncomfortable. But that there is there is a lesson in that. It's okay to have those times, those moments of discomfort. It's okay. Oh, There's gonna, I, those moments are going to be in life, but you have to figure it out. I'm like, I'm a big advocate, and you and I have been on, on this literal page. Write that shit out on paper. Write things down. Write your pros and cons. Write it out and because it accesses a different part of your brain to write all those things down. Write them out. Write your goals down. Write your, I know you've got your list of all those different things. That stuff makes a difference and it helps in the confidence of being able to slide that number across the table and be like, hey, that's, that's what it's worth. Here's my, this, I, I have this visual that I, and forgive me, I hope I'm not offending anyone. I believe in God, like but people all the time. <laughs> I believe that already. God is playing chess with my life. And I've always thought this to where he's like, this is really going to hurt right now, but I need to move you over to this square. And I don't know why I'm getting moved over to that square, but it's because there's something better coming my way. If I'd stayed in the square I was in, the queen was blocking me or something, you know, whatever you want. But that's how I picture my life. And I've always, like, I when I left radio, I really struggled with getting quiet. I didn't, it didn't come naturally to me. I didn't know how (laughs) to just sit. I, so I went to a counselor and she helped me and she was like, every time you're uncomfortable, I want you to move towards it, not away from it. And I'm talking simple things like sitting at home and watching TV and not writing a blog while I'm folding my laundry and meal prepping like one thing at a time you guys should do a whole show on how multitasking ruins people like such a bad thing but seriously she's invited herself back yeah that's i didn't know but but you were talking about being uncomfortable i it made me uncomfortable to just be to sit with me and not be performing and not be on and not be writing a social media post not or writing a on. blog or, yeah. and, and, and then it goes back to the trying to be great at it. Like, no, yeah. no, stay in your lane. Yep. Like you don't have to do all shit. You like, don't have to. Like, I mean, that's where people are. And I think that's the, the, again, going back to the young kids, if you're listening to this, there's, it's okay to just sit and kind of focus on one thing every once in a while. Do, even if it's be, Netflix. Yeah. Even if it's Netflix, it's okay. Like, I was like, I'd recommend mean, Ozark. While I'm watching yeah. Netflix, I can't be building a dollhouse for my niece. Like, it was ridiculous stuff where I'm like, stop but watch trying the kids. to. My son turns YouTube on dead, as loud as shit. He's 16. He turns it on loud as shit, puts it on the big screen, lays on the couch, and then stares at his phone on TikTok the whole time. <laughs> 
And I go, are you watching the, he's like, oh yeah, I'm listening to that. And I look up on it and I'm like, okay, are you like, you're, so you're doing both. And he's like, I'm multitasking. Multi-screen, like, babe. And I'm like, dude, Multi-screen. I don't, I get to a point where I'm kind of like, that's kind of cool in some ways, but there's, I, I think there's a point where there's some value in saying, wouldn't it be cool if you just picked one or the other and either left the TV off and got all into TikTok or turned TikTok off and just got all into the yeah. YouTube, you know, thing. It's like, maybe that's what you need to do and not so much the multi, you know, and it, and he is my kid. I get it because I can't work in a quiet area. I've got to have like shit. Like I get freaked the fuck out. Like I, sometimes I come in here and the girls are working and they're like, they don't have a radio on and they're not talking to each other. They're just quiet. And I'm like, all right, you guys, I, I, I last like 35 seconds. I'm like, fuck Alexa, turn on. Oh shit. Now it's going to do it. Oh, hi Alexa. Shh, shh, she's going, oh, she's, oh shit. She heard us. She did hear you. So, but like I'll yell. I'm like, I, I got to have something going because I can't, I can't hear Like I'm like, I can't. But then you're uncomfortable, and sometimes I believe that growth comes from being uncomfortable. Because I, I was completely uncomfortable to quit 100%. my career, but I just lived in it, and I was like, I have to be in this space. I just, I followed my gut instinct, and I'm like, I know this is where I need to be, and I have no regrets. And yeah, so how is it now? Just, like, what is it like right now? So we're you're you're in real estate now. That's it's a very you know as we it's I, a very competitive there, industry. Yeah. It is. Um, I'm building my business. I'm new to it. Um, I really like it. I've you know I've learned a ton, but I'm I think I do things a little different. And I had to be okay with that. I've had, you know, I've had some realtors be like, that's, you don't need to do that. Like, that's not how people build their business. You don't need to market yourself. You don't. And I'm like, are you kidding? I have a name recognition. I would disagree. I know. I know. No, no, no. I agree. Heather, please. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like. Heather's head just completely spun around. But I also do things that you're. I think we had a comment last night about this. Realtors do need to market themselves and brand themselves. Yes. Very important. Yes, because, that's because so- not every client is going to want to work with me. You know what I mean? But they need to know what I'm about and my, you know, I, the personality. I want my actually, I would love it if clients have an idea of like, oh, yeah, she would work well with me. We speak well or, you know. Well, yeah. and that's so. finding, I mean, the art form of finding good partners, that's, that's part of the deal, right? If they don't know who you are. Yeah. If they don't know but, how you do business, if it, they don't know that Trevor Brown is going to use the F word, the first time he does, they're going to be like, oh, wow, I don't yeah. know. Dude, but Heather's going to tell you, like, I mean, she's got houses on the market right now. You're going to want to have, you know, we're talking about, like, setting up marketing things right now for different, you know, for running uh, just even this weekend, open houses this weekend or whatever. And and we were talking about different ways to, like, get the realtors that are involved with this involved. And, and uh, she's though she's a realtor, she doesn't represent herself. She mostly just does on the buy side. So she so the sell side is some other realtors and, and some great realtors, if you're listening. And uh, But we're like, dude, you got to – you have to draw people there, right? Mm-hmm. So literally and, – and, and I mean, and I, I use this term endearingly, but to whore yourself out if you have to, if it gets them out there because they want to go see Kate McGuire at the – come out and see me and you sell fucking houses off of it use that shit girl don't like i mean it doesn't it may you're in an industry where you have to stand out like oh I, yeah i am not shitting you i know a hundred realtors and oh yeah 50 of them are very good friends of mine have most of which listen to this podcast and i feel guilty every time i buy something i <laughs> i live with a realtor my brother's a realtor I was like who do i pick listen i have something you know? to sell you You're perfect it's a house but i'm not a realtor so that way you don't feel guilty <laughs> exactly I, okay i'll buy it you take debit yeah okay so we literally, I think it's important for you. I mean, that's what's cool. For, like when I was sitting there thinking about this, I'm like listening to you make that change from being the Kate McGuire. Now, like, all of a sudden now it's like, 
there's benefit to being the Kate McGuire of real estate. Like even if you just literally look back unless, I mean, you could just wax the whole radio career. If you were to build the Kate McGuire brand in real estate, we'd be watching you on friggin' Bravo TV, you know, like, I mean, literally it's, I love those shows. It's, it is. I mean, yeah. but that's the I'd kind of personality that. it takes sometimes to be that big. And, and, and I, I mean, granted, we all kind of joke about like, oh, I want to be that like cheese ball. You don't have to be the cheese ball, but what you do have to be is, is likable and people have to know about you and they have to tell their friends about you. Like it's the key to this. I meet realtors sometimes and I'm like, there's no fucking way that guy sells a house. Like there's no way, like there's nothing about him. There's nothing. I don't even remember his name. I don't remember the guy, right? Like, I don't so, even believe you. I think this person see, doesn't I exist. I told you that he's already disappeared. But oh, it like, literally is something that, from a marketing standpoint, do you think you learned, you know, are you taking in that pivot? Are you taking like that, that same attitude? Was there that click moment in real estate where you had that click moment at the radio station where you're like, yeah. Hold on. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna build I did. I'm build my brand. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, I'm still a brand and I'm gonna build my brand here. Because you could go to any as a realtor, you know, people bounce around. You could go to any brokerage if you're the brand, right? If you're the brand, they're gonna move. And there's been a couple, and I mean, like I said, I know a lot of real estate agents. There's been some very big names that have changed hands this year. And there's been some that were and it unaffected. I mean, I because I've asked, I'm like, has yeah. it affected their sales? No, because literally the realtor is the one who moved and they could give a shit who about signed the brokerage. what little logo is at the bottom of the sign. They my really broker says that. that to me. Yeah. Cause that was my question is I'm like, I want my name to be bigger than the brokerage. And he's like, I do too. He goes, people go <laughs> for the relationship with the agent, what? not with the, brokerage. the R word. Oh shit. Yeah. Relationship. So, what are the, what are, yeah. What's that thing? No, I did have, cause I was extremely intimidated going into real estate. I mean, really? it's someone's biggest financial decision and purchase in their life. And you know, I, I am all about perception versus reality. And the perception was that I'm that girl on the radio. Like that's how people were for, Oh, you're the girl on the radio. But I wanted people to trust and me. real estate mogul. And I had a lot of people say to me like, Oh, this is going to be so easier for you. Everyone already knows you, likes you and trusts you. I hope that people know and like me, but the trusting, I feel like I had to develop that. And I think that is a continual thing for the rest of my career. I don't think that just comes automatic. And if people knew me as the girl on the radio, I wanted them to know me as someone they could trust with that financial decision. So that really intimidated me. So I get my license and then I, you know, go to work and I didn't really have a clue what I was doing. I'll be honest. Like I didn't, I'd never done sales in that way. And then it did take someone they saying to me, they're like, Hey, you already know how to sell. You sold yourself for 20 years Every day. Yeah. and it clicked. And then I was like, Oh yeah. You know, I did radio in a way that a lot of managers and a lot of people were like, Oh, this is never going to work. This is not what women want to hear. They don't want someone so abrasive and so sometimes offensive. Why are you going to be so loud? Yeah, loud and all of that. But and I'm like, well, this is me. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just gave it. And so, I, yeah, I started doing real estate and building my business the way I, I still do Kate University. I'm mm. like, hey, if this is a great way to get around people. I still love mountain biking and rafting. Why not? You know, relationships are developed that way. If it helps me grow my business, awesome. And then I'm still connecting with the people that identified with Kate University in that way. And, 
you know, I do a ton of video. They're quirky. I just introduced my friend Sally. If you knew her from the radio, she is now <laughs> starring in my ra- in my real estate videos. So the brand that I developed on the radio, I am. I'm Brand using back. it and I've had a lot of agents, not a lot. I, I've had some agents say to me, no one from California or these outlying states knows who Kate McGuire is or who Sally is or what Kate University is. But that's not how I'm developing my business is obviously if someone comes from out of state and needs my services, I would love to help them. But the way I figure it is my core is the Mix 106 listener. And why There's not a few build of them. my brand outward instead of going, oh, I'm going to take all these people from out of state and build my business that way. I should just continue to work those relationships. Run what you brung, baby. And use Kate McGuire in that way. Absolutely. But that's that relational element because you've got a few thousand, 10,000, 100,000 that there's a lot of people out there that know who you are that has family members. The power of relationship the power of suggestion for some from somebody that that is trusted so when there's a big kate mcguire fan and their parents are retiring from arizona and they're like oh yeah you know oh you know what you know yeah you should call and, and sometimes it's even post clients. i mean sometimes it's not land it may not land you the deal but what it will do is secure the deal later when people come in and they're like yeah i'm actually talking to this gal kate mcguire and they're like kate mcguire oh I know her. She was oh, on her. Yeah. She's a, she's awesome. Blah blah blah. Now all of a sudden they're like, oh, oh, you know her. Okay, yeah. so like, because there's all I've that, that. like that one off that people know, right? Like, I mean, and I'm, it's one of my, I would say it's one of my superpowers is being able to connect somebody with one degree. It drives Heather crazy because everywhere it is I go, disgusting. I know somebody. I'm like, they're like, oh, da 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 da. If we sit and talk long enough, I'm like. It's oh, kinda, yeah, yeah, you know, like, gross. you know, I mean, you can literally sit there. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, you know, you know, my brother, you worked out at his gym, you yeah. know, you own Cavell. Yeah. Oh, you're, oh, my God, your brother's Ian Brown. OK, yeah, I know your yep. brother, blah, blah, blah. Like, literally, we I can find something if I listen long enough. And it's that oh, whole listening, out, not out, talking. I know people may not believe it, but I do listen. Listening. Sometimes. It, and I do. I talk a lot, but I listen a lot. But I, I, I get to talk a lot because I listen. Because I'll listen to it, and I'm like, all right. And Heather will say, it. we'll be up in you know northern Idaho. We were up in Coeur d'Alene this week for the the uh, Idaho Builder Conference or Builder Contractors Association, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the state meetings. So we're up there, and it's like if I talk, I talk to two or three people. Oh, yeah, well, you know Jeff that owns Pro-X and Bonner's Ferry. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, okay, well, he's one of my customers. Oh, well, shit, okay, you work with him. That's that key where people know that's where all your spider webs yep. all of a sudden start connecting for you in this business. So, yep. but you're loving it. Everything's yeah, no, good. I really like it. I love, I love being in charge of my own business. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, like it's for me when it came down to, um, you know, I love helping people, but I also, one of my biggest whys is I want to put my son on the bus and I want to get him off the bus, right. you know, at the yeah. end of the day. And that is, I waited a long, long time. I'm an older mom. And so I'm like, I want to, I want to have that flexibility. And so this, you know, allows me to do that. And so, yeah, I like it. You find those priorities. Autonomy is amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's figure probably one work. of the biggest values. We were I, I had this conversation with a guy in Fort Collins, Colorado. Actually, hey, go Rams. I was actually wow. on the phone with the guy in Fort Collins, Colorado, and he was talking about having a hard time finding people. And you know, I just sent him a lead, and he um he's like, yeah, I'm having a hard time getting some flat work guys. Blah blah blah. You know, and we were talking about, and he's like, how do you how do I keep guys? How you you know? And I'm like, you know, you'd be surprised at the power of autonomy right now. Like if you give somebody a better work schedule or you give them more flexibility of when they work, you know I mean? I said, yeah, you're hiring. He's like, yeah, I'm hiring young kids to do this shit. Okay. Then tell them they don't have to come in till nine o'clock, but they're going to work till seven. 
you know, give them the ability to get drunk with their buddies at the bar in Fort Collins at night and come in a little later than their buddies that have to get up at seven and do it. You know, like give them something that makes them want to be with you, not the other company, because you give them more leeway. You know, for me, it's the same deal. You know, my, you know, both of my kids played sports. My big thing was I'm going to stay self-employed because I'm going to be at every sporting event. Like I, you know, I'm not going to be the dad that misses anything. And I'm yeah. on every PTA. I'm on every, you know, I'm the it's now accurate. the 2020 uh, chairperson for the Bora football sponsorship. So if uh, all sponsorships for Bora football are run through me now, I'm on that. I'm that guy. <laughs> you, Fancy. Are, you are that guy. I'm also the junior uh, parent. I'm the, I'm the junior parent for the junior class. So I get to do, um, if anyone has a problem with the junior thing, parent. they get to come to me and then I get to go talk to coaches like a mediator type of thing i'm a mediator yeah wow so if you're cool. pissed off about your kids deal then that's... they come to me and then i go talk to them so they don't have to deal with all the parents and then also i get to when they need shit from the parents then it's up to me to get it out to them so you're like an ambassador i'm an ambassador yes i am i like that i'm gonna put that title on there too i like that but i'm I think the junior ambassador i think it's important that like i mean that autonomy thing is what gives you the flexibility i mean we we talked about you know even in construction we're like well what if we did there's a lot of construction companies going to like a, especially if you work remotely, like a three fourteens kind of deal. Oh, really? Or like, oh, you wow. know, like a three twelve, you know, kind of deal. So they're working thirty six hours, but they get a four day weekend kind of deal. That's a big deal when you're having a hard time keeping construction guys. But you get the construction guys that get off for four days every week. It's like, okay, I'm gonna stay work for them. We don't have to pay them more. We yeah. just give them a better schedule. I read this article. It was right about the time I uh, left radio. And um, it was about like why Fortune 500 companies are losing their top employees. And the reason is like high performers, these great guys, or great women, whatever. And they aren't validated by their bosses and their management. And validation can come in the form of, I know you have, you know, young kids and it'd be easier if you came in at 9 a.m. Right. I trust Someone you to get the job yeah, done. I trust you to get the job done. And so, you know, it, it doesn't just apply to Fortune 500 people. It no. doesn't just apply to a pedigree. It doesn't just, it applies to, we're human beings. I always say this, like people just want to be validated and heard. Think of it like when you're in a restaurant and the server will not look at you, but she knows you're there, but she won't stop by your table. <laughs> All it would take to calm me down is if you said, I see you, I know you're here. I'm getting my butt kicked right now by this 12 top over there. Mm -hmm. I will be right with you. Can I put a drink order in or something? Just, just acknowledge, just just acknowledge <laughs> that you know I'm here. I think that's just such a thing that in humans mm -hmm. and it, and then, you know, you build on that. Obviously, if you have an employer that's like, I hear you yeah. like, yeah, you want four days off to go spend with your family or to lay on your couch and do nothing. Like well, it's just as important. To, the call back to Colorado. Google is doing it with Colorado, right? So what they do is I know people that work at Google. If you're in the Bay Area and all of a sudden you're getting to where you're that age or you get married and they're like, oh, shit, we're going to lose a good employee because you can't afford to live or raise a kid or get them into school in the Bay Area. You know what? We got this out. We can send you to Boulder. You can go up to Boulder and you can work out of the office up there and Ooh. we can do, you know, I know, bad Ooh, college. Whoa, yeah, whoa. Buffaloes, oh, I buffaloes. Hate the buffs. But they do have their, their, they're building their area up there where it's like, okay, we're going to send them to Colorado because it's a little more affordable. Not that Boulder's that much more affordable than San Francisco, <laughs> but <laughs> comparatively to San yeah. Francisco. And you can get a house with three bedrooms and you can take your kid to school in the morning, like what you can't do in San Francisco. So, so they, they see that. They're, they're doing that kind of thing. And they're big enough to be able it. to make it work. It's all That's those huge. things like, yeah. hey, we have a daycare now, or hey, you can bring your little dog to yeah. work. It's little stuff that makes such a big difference. Culture. Like, 
Yeah, it is. Well, See, we've culture. gone off on so many tangents. I'm that's sorry. what we I do probably... on this podcast. That's right. All right. That's what, that's this what is we a, do. It's a we're symphony doing, of we knew this was gonna be a tangential long one. wisdom. I put a new I put a new micro disc in just because I knew it was gonna oh, be wow. a big one. So well. We will do the so here's what we'll do. We'll start our transition to our, our exit here with um so you've got a son. I do. How old is he? He is gonna be two in two weeks. Which oh, is insane. His name's Hudson. Oh, he's adorable. He You're is, screwed. Terrible twos. Here they come. Oh, they're already here. <laughs> already here but i adore him he's i little, love him he's a little badass he's awesome he's a badass out there yeah. standing in the rain playing in the gutter like he ain't does. no thing this oh, weekend kid. on his strider bike he's a he's a yeah he's daddy's a dude a, huh daddy's a dirt biker so oh, yeah he's yeah, gonna be a dirt it. biker yeah, he's gonna yeah. Be. so yeah no it's good i love it i do it's changed my whole world but it's so great yeah to see you after hundreds of conversations about what you really want yeah get, get what you really want yeah, I think it was, that was also something on the radio. Sorry, I don't want to, I know we're winding up, but, or winding down, but like, I, I did feel like I couldn't share like how much I did want that. Cause then, you're, oh, you're not that strong, independent woman. Right. And I'm like, no, I am. But I believe that it's we're okay not to meant to that. be alone as humans. I don't think we're meant to go through life alone. And so I'm like, it's really lonely. <laughs> like I'm at the top of my game and I didn't have anyone to share it with. Like yeah. that's a lonely place. And I, you know, I was just, so yeah, once I came, I was, and that was something else I learned to get comfortable saying like, I want someone in my life. And then it's amazing what the universe just shows you. I think it shows Checkmate. though, like, I think it shows that we, again, we haven't brought a whole lot of sport analogies in, but here we go. Uh, I yeah. think of like what you're doing as like a, you know, an all-star quarterback, right? You were, you got to that point and you exited at the right time because you, and especially with, with cause, we'll say now when you look at it and you look at Hudson and your fiance and you're literally like anyone looking from the outside, looking in myself being a fan before and then getting to talk to you now, it's like, I totally get it. And like, now it's even cooler to see you walk out on top with the Super Bowl trophy and then when you see him, you're not like slinging something down the road, you know, and you're like, oh, I feel so bad for them. Like, oh, no, you literally made a conscious effort to move out, get more personal time, raise a family, get you. Know, I mean, you're doing exactly what you need to do. You, you think of those quarterbacks that like, well, you're trying to explain. I've done this to my son because he's a football guy. So we sit next time and I'm like, and he's like, oh, yeah, so and so. I'm like, well, yeah, he wasn't, you know, Brett Favre used to actually play for the uh, – <laughs> <laughs> played for the Packers where he was a great quarterback and for a then, long time. And then he went to the Jets and then he went to the there and, oh, went to, you know, yeah. and like you see those quarterbacks like they don't know when to give up, it's right? Like, and and you see there you you look them up even and you're like, "Oh my god, they were such a great quarterback." And then you what watch and then here? there's like four one-year stints at different shitty football teams, right? Yeah. Because they didn't go out on top. They didn't have the balls to stand on the edge of the plane and fucking jump when they needed to jump. They basically were like uh, no, I'll just, can we get the plane lower and I'll just jump to another shittier plane and then get a little lower, I'll jump to a shittier plane until now I have no options and then I'll just go sell insurance somewhere and be a car salesman. You know, like it. Yeah. Sorry, Swanee and Matt. <laughs> Swanee and Ferg, I didn't mean to make that That's, a, a uh, jab at insurance Different salesman, guys. But, I uh, will, I'll, I'll hit him for you. Don't worry. <laughs> But no, I think it's awesome because I think Thank that's you. been the biggest thing for you to take something from being at the pinnacle. It was had to have been super hard. But then now all of a sudden you're like, fuck you, what's your kid playing and riding his strider down the fucking gutter? And you're like, yeah, 
that, worth it. Yeah. that was the right worth decision it. that yes. made every fucking bit of sense. So good yeah. for you. And I well, think that's you. what people need to know and recognize. Like if you're, you're listening to this and you're thinking about those moves, that's, there's a reason for all that shit. And Just it like is you said, hard. It's, it's a game. And but you might not know the outcome. Right. Like I had no idea. I remember that day. It was January 29th, 2016. And I left my career, the only career I'd ever known. I went to school for it. I mean, it was my world. I had no idea, but I was like, yep, let's do this. Like, and where I'm sitting today, I mean, on your show, ah, I, this is beyond my wildest dreams. Global, a global podcast. Like, you never thought you'd be back to this like, level. This yeah. is what brought the microphone back to my mouth. Like, I love wow. it. No, this has been an honor. Thank you guys. Oh, we appreciate you. Appreciate you coming it. on the show and uh, glad that Jody made that bet with you years ago and tricked you hey, coming if, on here if you you know if the real guest gets sick again you just call yeah. me and i'll be happy to come in well we already got you for another episode, yeah we have the multitasking so episode you're gonna be on the multitasking, oh, the multitasking. episode so we we know that's it's gonna happen anyway habit. so bad. Bad. do you do you have anything before i start pushing buttons here do you do you have any words of wisdom do you want to say any kind of like uh, bible verses or anything you talk about at church i'll answer first, one question first jody <laughs> 17 four. Oh gosh <laughs> Lord, don't strike me down. He tries to balance out all the fucks I say by saying something from when he oh, it, when he's at church. He's like, "Well, what church group we say?" And then he's like, That's, "Okay, we're balanced out. Oh, we're, we're balanced. Out. We're balanced out. We're, we're balanced out." Um, well, no, just that it's life's life's hard, and that there's there's times where you have to make hard decisions, and it's scary because you don't know the outcome. But trust yourself, man. You're smart. Whoever this is that I'm talking to. Trust yourself. Yep. You're smart. Like you can do this. And it, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche. What makes it cliche is the fact that there's a bunch of people out there that have had the balls to step out of the plane. I'm doing this. I'm jumping out of the plane. But and you're they, also not the only person that's scared. Bingo. Right. Like, that's the thing that always helps me is like, even through COVID, I can't explain why I felt anxious or things like that. You know, I... But it did. It's sure. strange. It's like a sci-fi movie. I'm like, is this really <laughs> is our this life? Really happening? Like, is Dustin Hoffman gonna just walk out in a suit all of a sudden? I mean, it's a very ah, weird time. But I also think, like, hearing other people, you know, right. when I read stuff, and it's like other people are like, oh, I, I can relate to that person. Right. Like, if you're scared about making some change in your life, there's someone else out there that's just just terrified. Find a mentor. Like, no, do it. What do we? Uh, Speaking of reaching out and stuff, what are your social media handles they can get you at? Is there Instagram? What's the best way to, to reach out to you? Yeah, well, what, what, I'm going to put a little house. Kate out there listening uh, yeah, right now. That thank wants you to for learn. the plug. So I am Homes by Kate McGuire on Instagram. I'm Homes by Kate McGuire on Facebook. I'm Homes by Kate McGuire on YouTube. I'm homes by Kate McGuire.com. I see a trend. They're all over the place. Are you and, on TikTok? Uh, Are you it, on TikTok? I'm not yet. Oh, you got I know. TikTok. I need to. Because I do a ton of video. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That'd be but, really funny. And then Kate McGuire is my personal ones too. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. McGuire is spelled like Mark McGuire, the baseball player. M mm C -hmm. G W I R E. That gets people a lot confused. And then your personal address if they just want to stop by the house on Sunday and <laughs> There might be another garage sale. You never know. No more garage sales. I got an open house this weekend. Come by. There we go. So, yeah. Well, uh, I think Thanks, that was guys. awesome. I think yeah. we pretty much nailed everything that we hoped it would be. I mean, it's it's. I love hearing the success blowing. stories. I love hearing the stories about somebody that fought hard for something and then 
got there and then was yeah. like, this is awesome. I'm going to go do this now. Has anyone else got the whole story from you since you got off there? Have you done any interviews or anything on podcast or anything that I did? Are um, we breaking sp- all the you're, news? You're kind of breaking of like, a lot. I felt oh very God, comfortable yeah. in here. Oh, hey. We are, yeah. we are breaking news. I don't think I've shared the the behind the scenes like hey i yeah. gave them a heads up nine months in advance and they didn't really think there's, i was serious and that's so not much. a slam on so that maybe the episode no. is just like where it, is kate you now? know what it is it is it goes back to the reality of the character of who she is right it goes back to the authentic good person that she really is mm-hmm. there's there's stuff that wasn't brought up on this podcast that i know of right that is you did what wow so but that stuff man that foundation that will do you well, and it will continue to do you well because that's who you are. Yep. Thanks. Good, good people. I love mm-hmm. good people. Good Surround people. yourself with good people. We tell you all the time, people. If you would just listen to us, First Havoc seventeen fourteen. Oh God. Surround yourself with good people. It's all about the circles, my man. It's all about the circles. That'd be kind of cool if we had our own, the Wreak Havoc Bible. That sounds like a lot. It doesn't of that sound we like Kate write it? She loves. She's to a writer. Ride. Yeah, she loves writing. I just say we have her write. Yeah, well, thou doth write in it. your spare time. Just write a recap. Anyways, do you know Greek? No. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Thank uh, you. We're gonna try, try, try to keep topping these episodes, but uh, they're making it hard for us. So I know. I don't know what we're gonna do next. Well, tune in and find out. <laughs> Thanks, That's where everybody. Greatness happens.